Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another beautiful and interesting episode of The Morale Booster with John Ugulu. Today, I have a very intelligent guest. He is a media guru, a media expert. He is the CEO of Think Media LLC. He is a motivational speaker. His name is Michael Bridgman. Michael, thank you for joining me on the program. Uh, John, I'm super duper excited to be here, my friend, to serve you and your audience and all these phenomenal and fabulous people that are watching here today. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous Saturday here from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you so much, Michael. And uh, before I allow you to do a proper introduction of yourself, I want to remind those people who are currently watching this program via YouTube and those people who are listening via podcast, to please remember to share this video, share this message, because you might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message. So thank mm -hmm. you all for staying tuned. It's uh, still Michael in the building. So Michael, thank you. And my audience are eager to know who exactly you are and what you do. I already told them the surface, so they already know, but they need to ah. hear from you. Well, um, perhaps the, the, <clears throat> the, the best way to put it is, is I am a shift disturber in business, as it were, a shift disturber. Uh, you know, it's really funny. I've got with me, John, my Harry Potter mug here, and it's the Mirage Map. So I don't know if any of you, maybe you're too young, maybe you're too old to know Harry Potter, but it says here on the back of the mug, it says, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. <laughs> and you know what? I have to admit, that's been one of my, my key sort of ingredients of my business success recipe is that I'm a guy that constantly looks for what's missing in the marketplace and, and, and questions, okay, can what I do fill that? Can, can, can I tweak what I'm doing to fill that? Can I tweak what I'm doing to fill that? So it's bringing me down this amazing path, you know, where, where, as I said, I'm solemnly swear I'm up to no good. I, I am a mischievous guy looking for ways in which I can really help serve people by rattling the cage. You know, right. um, you've heard me say this before, John, but I'm a big believer in that we are both sculptor and clay in our lives. We're both art and artist. We're both master and masterpiece. And ultimately, to me, what that also means is shaking the foundations of what of what is normal for us, shaking the cage of comfortability. And in all the businesses that I own, because I own three different companies right now, uh, multiple brands, that's a predominant value in everything we do is on some level, let's let's vibrate the floor here a little bit. Let's 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 pull out a couple pillars from this piece of Jenga and see where we can now build it to. Um, and you know, uh, as you introduced me, uh, being the owner of Thank You Media, so uh, Time Media is the name of my marketing and media agency, and that's a big part of what we do. We 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 really focus on the digital marketing space, and we help people shake the foundations a little bit, find a new way in, you know, find a different way of 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 getting their message, you know, getting their message shown into the hands and into the ears and into the minds of someone else, so that they can help give that person a new perspective on life. So that's a, that's a big part of what I do. As I said, I own multiple companies and multiple brands and I've been a serial entrepreneur for gosh, how the hell old am I right now? 13 years. 
Holy cow, John, 13 years. No. And like a lot of people, that's, yeah, my first business, yeah, my first business did not go well. <laughs> it didn't end all that pretty. But from that point forward, I've learned a lot and really taken some good strong strides forward. Well, th 13 years, that's a wealth of knowledge. You know, probably not not even probably you have had the opportunity of experiencing both the good times and the bad times, right? Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I love the fact that you said you help people get their messages out there because, you know, having a business mm -hmm. and not getting the message to the right audience could be a challenge. Am I right? Oh, buddy, you are so bang on. You know, I was... I took a bunch of, uh, I'm, I've written a couple books, so I, I did a bunch of studying of Brian Tracy's stuff. You and I both know Brian Tracy. He's one of the most prolific authors on the planet. Um, so of course, me, I'm like, I like to find the best person and go, what did they do, right? I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can just go, hmm, that's how they did it. How right. can I do what they did my way, right? Um, so I, I studied Brian Tracy a lot, and he said something that has impacted me for a number of years. He said, all strategic business planning is really just marketing planning right all of it like if we really think about it, if you're a business owner right now or you want to go into business if you're going man i'm thinking about it. i'm thinking about stopping starting my shopify store or i'm thinking about starting an amazon store or right. thinking about selling my knowledge online or being like the amazing john agula which by the way thank you so much for having me on the show my man i forgot to thank you my thank pleasure you. uh being like john and, and and getting online and sharing other people right with other people if, if you have a business inside of you and you have something you want to get out there, I'll be completely blunt. You may love this. You may hate this. You may want to throw things at your screen after you hear me, but I don't care how good your product is. Right. I don't care how good your service is. I don't even care how awesome you are at doing it. Right. None of it matters. It doesn't matter. Right. If you don't have great marketing. Right. I, right? I completely agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like you can write, here we go, Mr. Les Brown. Here we go, right? Books yeah. right here. Yeah. You can write a book just as good as Les Brown, like write an incredible book, but if you don't have a great way of marketing it, what you've done is a hobby, not a business. Right. That's all there is to it, right? And and so when I, I discovered that about, I would say, five years ago, John. Oh, okay. Five years ago, that really hit me. And it wasn't like I didn't know that marketing was important. Like I knew that marketing was important. And, and I'm sure if you're watching this, I'm sure you agree with me, John. You, you know that marketing is important. You're like, as a business owner, you're like, yeah, I get it. Marketing is important. I got to do marketing. Absolutely. But most people, yeah, most people think, think ads, think advertising is marketing. Oh, yeah. True. But it's not, right? Marketing isn't ads. It's not. Although ads are marketing. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, they make up a part of what you do as marketing, but essentially marketing is everything you do. Right. Everything you do before someone buys. True. So, so you say ads are not marketing per se? Well, what would happen is people would go, marketing are ads. Okay. Oh, okay. So if I'm doing marketing, I'm buying advertising and I'm oh, done. Oh, 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 oh. Right. But the fact is, is that, that, that marketing isn't ads although ads are marketing. In other words, marketing is a part or ads are a part of your marketing strategy. They can be, although they don't have to be. Like John's growing a brand right now yeah. through this through the Morale Booster podcast and the show. Right. Right? 
that's not advertising per se, although it is still marketing. Yeah, right. Now, now it's coming together, you know, and uh, that's why information is power. Because what you don't know, you don't know. That's right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, what you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And that's why getting your message out there is so important because it's not about blasting people with what you have. It's about going, look, see the world from a different perspective for a moment. See it just from, even if it's just a two degree difference, if it's just a little degree difference, that changes the angle, right? If I'm looking straight out of the camera and I adjust it this way, it's not much of a change, but you see a totally different part of my face, right? right? You see this little mole I've got right here in my hair because I just got my hair cut this morning, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't see it if I was looking dead on. And so just these little shifts, that's what marketing is all about, is helping nudge people along towards making a great choice to buy your product. Wow, I love that. Thank you so much. So if you're still listening to this program and watching via YouTube, this is Michael Bridgman. He's a media expert. <laughs> you have any needs to get your business out there Mikey's your man I can so, help you Mike. yeah thank you so how did you what how did you come about you know what made you think about going into the media space into marketing oh so <clears throat> this goes back to that entrepreneurial journey and as I said you know I like to be a shift disturber a little bit and as a small business owner myself, right? The first business I was in was in the restaurant business, didn't go so hot. Um, the second business though, was I took over uh, my mom's company. So my mom and I co-owned together a uh, business in the pet industry. And I understood it was already reasonably established. So I went in and just made it better. Like I just made it better. I improved, I made it more efficient. I made the customer service better. I made the culture of the company better. And that had an effect, of course. But what I didn't have in my toolbox at that point was really great ways of marketing. So I would do the usual thing. I would go and buy ads from the newspaper. I'd buy ads from magazines. I'd buy ads from the radio and think, why isn't my marketing working? I'm spending gobs of resources on it. But what I wasn't aware of, right, is that, as I said, ads are a part of marketing, but they're not all of it. And so there was all these holes in my marketing. There was was a lack of consistency. There was all sorts of things that weren't happening. And I got about, I would say, seven years into my journey mm -hmm. with my mom and my own company. And I realized I, I got some outside knowledge. Like I got some training. I sought advice as we all should, right? Yeah. If you don't know something, as, as John so beautifully put, knowledge is power, right? Yeah. It's latent power. And once you have it, you can make it active and do something with it. Right. And so I've got some advice. I've gotten some great guidance and started to do actual marketing with my company. And our profit went way up. Right. Right. So our profit went way up and our revenue went up. But because I was just more efficient with my marketing dollars, our profit went way up too. Yeah. I thought, wow, other companies need this. Like they need it. And and I was fascinated by it. So my previous career was as an actor. So I'm fascinated by human psychology. Like I'm just fascinated by character and human psychology and great stories. And what I realized was that that's what marketing is in its, in its kernel, right? Is it understanding the way people behave, the way they work, the, what, what they think about, it, right? And I decided, you know what? I can take my ability, my understanding of human psychology and marry it up with marketing skill and talent and go, I can build something that small businesses, medium-sized businesses, so businesses that are doing like a, 
like 50 to 60 grand a year, all the way through four or 5 million bucks a year. So small to medium sized businesses and go, I can help them increase their profit, increase their revenue by really honing in what they do for their marketing. Right. I can help them with that. And that's exactly what I needed. I had to learn it all by myself. I had to figure it out all by myself. Yeah. And, and even once I had the knowledge, the thing that I found, John, is that there's companies out there that will do the work for me. Okay. But if I didn't know what I wanted from them, I was going to get garbage. You ever experienced that? <laughs> right? Yes. Like, like you go like people do this with social media all the time. Like, Oh, I want to hire a social media content maker. Right. And they go and they hire somebody who does social media content. And yet they don't give that person any direction because right. they don't even know what they want. They don't understand what the role is. They don't understand what they want it to look like. And so the person goes, okay, well, I'll just start making content. And John goes, I don't want that. I don't like that. That's not me. I don't like that. So what I realized was that you have to teach people what their marketing is for and what the destination is that they want. Then you find the agency to go and execute. Okay. <clears throat> right. But if the business owner, or if you pay, for example, if you want to pay an agency to actually develop your marketing too, like put all the concepts together, put everything together, they're very expensive. Right. Right. They're very expensive. So I was going to say that because it's typically expensive to, to have all that done by a third party vendor. Yeah. Right. But the, the priciest part, well, part of the pricey part is that you're paying for an expert's knowledge okay. to then go and do 30, 40, 50, 60, a hundred hours worth of work to design the map. Right. Right. Cause marketing is really a roadmap, right? John, it's like, I've got a client over here. It's the Marauders map, right? right? It's the map. I've got a client over here and I've got them buying my product over here. Marketing is this journey. Right. And so when you pay $50,000 to have somebody design your marketing for the year, lay out your strategy, they're actually starting the map from scratch and going, this is the journey that we're going to walk the client through. That's expensive. It takes a great deal of understanding and knowledge on that person. You're paying for what is the equivalent of a very high end, right? Really, really high end person to design that for you. And what I realize is a lot of business owners don't necessarily need that. But what they could really use is the knowledge of this is where my client is. This is where I want them to go. I can understand part of this journey. What I need is somebody to put all the pieces in place for me. Right. Right. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. So if you're listening to this program right now, that's just a tip of the iceberg. You know, he's a, a marketing guru. And like we always say, knowledge is power. What you don't know, you don't know. But what you just heard from him, now you know. But it still doesn't mean you know everything. So if you're listening to me and you need some marketing, <laughs> you need to reach out to Michael Bridgman. He can help you take your business from where you want it to start from and help you take it to where you want that business to, to get to. So Michael, thank you for those nuggets. I really do appreciate those things. You said it's always good to ask questions. Yeah. Right. So I know you went through certain challenges while trying to transition from, you know, were you, were you formerly an employee or you just went straight into entrepreneurship? Oh, well, no, of course I was an employee. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when I transitioned from being an employee to being a business owner, um, 
I did so in a way that was that was pretty risky for me. Right. What I did was I took a lot less money to run this restaurant in my late twenties, uh, and and therefore to get some essentially stock in the company, right? And it was a big risk. Like I spent two years running that restaurant and was paid probably about maybe 50% of what a normal restaurant operator would be paid. Okay. And took that other, that amount of money as promises in stock. And then the company didn't work out. Um, but that's, my story is pretty normal, John. Like it's not abnormal that people get into entrepreneurial ventures and they don't work out. I was asked not that long ago by somebody who said, how many, how many businesses did you have to go through and fail at before you got the one that worked? And I was like, all of them, right? All of them. Like being an entrepreneur is a lifestyle choice. It is. Right. It's like getting fit. It's like, how many push-ups did you have to do? Or how many days in a row did you have to work out before you were finally fit? All of them. That's the answer. I had to do them all. <laughs> whether it was 185 or whether yeah. it was 722, I had to do all of them. I had to go through, you know, I had some small entrepreneurial little gimmicky things that I did when I was in my early 20s. Right. And then I was involved, being an actor, I was involved with different sort of fringe theater companies. Right. And they were kind of entrepreneurial endeavors. So, I was, you know, because they were, they weren't part of some big company. They were just these little projects, right? Um, so I was involved on a project by project basis up until my late twenties, and then I just realized that you know entrepreneurialism is a lifestyle choice. It's 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 being okay going. I'm gonna jump into this, and I trust myself that I will figure it out. Right. And I'm okay with it not going the way I expect it to. Not that it fails. I don't say be okay with failure. Yeah. I don't, I am not okay with failure. I know what happens, but I'm not okay with failure. Right. I don't like it. I don't like to lose. Nobody likes to lose. Right. It's not that I go, mm, losing is fun. No, never. Right. Mm -hmm. But you got to have some confidence that you're going to work your way through it and, and some understanding and some faith and realizing that, man, you know, this isn't probably going to follow the exact route that I expect. I need a map. I need to follow the map. Yeah. But when the detour shows up, when the bridge washes out, when the herd of cows tramples in front of me and I can't, but like when my car breaks down, like when stuff happens along your journey, which it will, it's called a quest and a journey for a reason. It's not called a straight line. Then inevitably you have to have some faith in yourself that you're going to figure it out, some confidence. And that's, that was a big, huge change for me. And that was, that was the biggest thing I had to figure out. And well, if that figure out John's wrong, but discover is that I can figure it out. I can do it. Right, right. You know? That's, that's, that's a good one. You know, if you're listening, it's still Michael. So he said, you need a map. And life will always throw things at you. So oh. for that person who is listening to this program right now, who feels he or she can just get started and things will be rosy, or the way probably you have the money to get started, Life is not like that. Everybody who started business at a point who transitioned into entrepreneurship had one challenge or the other. So you oh, must yeah. always expect it. Failure, they say, is work in progress. Les Brown said, there are winners, there are losers, and there are those who don't even know, who haven't learned how to win. 
Because for you to be a winner, you will go through trials. You will go through tough times. You will fail at some point. So do not let that stop you from chasing your entrepreneurial dreams. Am I right, Michael? Absolutely, John. I love that. And I'm a, I'm a sports fan, so I love sports analogies. And I think there would be not a single person watching or listening today that would disagree that people that succeed in their sport, they lose a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they lose a lot. They just win one more time than the other person does. Right. Right. I love this. I love this quote by Coleman Young. He says, courage is just one step ahead of fear. One step ahead of fear. It's just one step to be encouraged, to be in that headspace, to be in that spot. It's just one step ahead of fear. It's not, you know, on a different planet than fear. It's one step. Instead, just one step. And, and as an entrepreneur, you get comfortable to a certain degree with the idea that there is risk involved. You know, there were many times, John, when I was, when I was building this pet company with my mom that I didn't take a paycheck. Oh. I didn't. There would be months, sometimes two or three months, where I didn't take a paycheck, where I was paid almost nothing compared to what my staff were paid. Right. You know, and I'm going, I still got rent to pay. I still have food to put on my table. You know, I still have those things. Now I get paid and I don't have to be there. Yep. 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 Right. But my business makes money. It's making money today. Don't have to be there. Right. <laughs> but the sheer fact is that I, you have to be okay being a leader. Right. You got to be a leader. And as Simon Sinek so beautifully put it in the title of his book, leaders eat last. The greatest of us leaders eat last. We make sure that those who we're, we're leading are provided for, then we eat. Wow. And when you do it well, here's the great part, you guys. If you want to build a company and you want to do it well, if you're there for your people, if you're there for your, if you are honoring their journey along with yours and being there to help them achieve what they want, when it comes time, they will endlessly provide for you. Absolutely. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. That's a great one, Michael. Said, Leaders eat last. I love that. Yeah. That's Simon Sinek, man. That's not me. But, yeah. uh, and it's a brilliant book, by the way. Go grab it. Yeah, that's a great one. Thank but you. there's a lot of people out there, John, that would say, no, 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 I got to eat first. <laughs> you know, one of my big business mentors who I've now moved past is not, a, he's not as prominent in my life anymore. He would be like, man, you put the oxygen mask on yourself first. You eat first. Take the paycheck first. I don't care what has to happen. And you know what? His company is still in a spot where if he doesn't get on that bike every day, if he doesn't grind every single day, if he's not the one selling every day, if he's right. not the one working his business every day, right. guess who doesn't make any money? him yeah me i reversed it i was like i'll take less i will give more and then a few years later i'm at a point now where i make just as much money as most people make when working a full-time job right right and i spend maybe eight to ten hours in that company a week at most at most wow. right that's a that's a big week wow well, well, that's great. That's great to know. And I, and, I, and, I, and I like the fact that you shared because a lot of people need to hear more of this. 
that's the only way we can be on the right path. You know, when we share our experiences, it helps other people learn and grow. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. For that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now let's talk about the current situation. You know, we're going through mm -hmm. a pandemic right now, and so many people. Are we? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what's happening that is generally, happening. but for someone like myself, yeah, I see it as a, an opportunity for me to really step into my greatness. Mm -hmm. Right now, the world needs people like you and I more. And uh, this is an opportunity for us to reach out, put smiles on people's faces, mm -hmm. and give them hope. You know, I see it as an opportunity to reach out and put smiles on faces. Yeah. And to be known that you have what it takes to help other people live a good life. I like that. So now we're going through, uh, the world is going through challenges right now. And so many people have lost their loved ones. Some have lost their jobs. And some business owners have lost their businesses. So yeah. What's your advice for people who fall into that category? Well, those are three pretty big different categories, John. I right. mean, right. for those who have lost their jobs, this is a really, I mean, it's a great time to flex that entrepreneurial muscle. Right. It's a great time perhaps to look at what you did as a job and what it taught you. And is there a way that you can teach that to other people? Right. Uh, it's a great opportunity to hone your skills in a, perhaps a different place or a different, or, or take what you're doing and, and put a remodel on it and get back into the workforce with a different skill set. Than what you had before um you know i think that that if if you're looking if you're right now listening to this and you want to find a brand new job have to think about what is the economy actually going to look like in the next two to five years and 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 get some foresight on that and see where you really with what you're fabulous at because you're great at something right i'm sure you're great at lots of things Right. And I mean, are you phenomenal in customer service? And if that's the case, could you could you help a company create great digital customer service? Because that's going to be more prominent. So how can you get involved that way? Or could you freelance your customer service skills? You know, I know some people that literally they are a customer service person for three or four different companies from their home. Right. And they just they, they are a customer. That's what they're great at. They love talking to clients and they are a customer service person for three separate companies. Right. And so they freelance as a customer. Isn't that weird? They freelance as a customer service person, but that's what they do. Right. right. So it's done. And it's all done almost purely by digital. So, so those are options. I mean, if you're great at human resources, uh, you can certainly do all sorts of really cool stuff about outsourcing that and become your own business and your own brand or, or do a lot of human resources stuff from home and be an asset from home. There's different ways of doing what you do and changing the landscape of it with in, it, it just, it takes a little bit of imagination. It takes some imagination. And like any situation that's chaotic, there's, it's, it's perhaps distracting or difficult to see the opportunity right now, 
because of how many things are flying past us. New COVID numbers every day. There's more of this. this I mean, you guys just went through an election down there in the States and who knows how that's going to finish unfolding itself, right? Like there's all sorts of different stuff coming at us. Right. So what I want people to remember is that in the midst chaos, it's really difficult to get creative and to find your imagination there because there's just too much information. Yeah. So if you want to, to get creative, you've got to start shutting some of that information out for a while. Even if that means it's just a couple hours a day, you have to find some peace in your life yeah. so, that your, so that the information gets quiet and your imagination can get loud. And you can hear that stuff. That's when great ideas are found. And if that means getting in your car, you guys, and going for a two-hour drive, just you and no radio or just peaceful music. Like, I, I have a nice car, so that's one of the things that I love to do. Like, you know, I'll get on the highway and just roar it for an hour, an hour and a half, and then turn around and come back, right? I, I and do. My, my staff sometimes at the store, they'll be like, where did you go? You said you were going for lunch. You've been gone for three hours. I'm like, yeah. And, and, and that works a whole lot. I do that too. You know, yeah. it, it works like it calms you down. No That's right. What you're going through. <laughs> That's right. Especially if you have a bit of a stretch of highway that you can get to or a country road you can get to within 20 or 30 minutes and it's open. Like it's a relatively, you're not sitting there honking in traffic. You can get out, right? right? If you don't have that ability, go find a park. Go find somewhere that you can be at peace for them. I know it's kind of cold, but wrap up. Gosh, no, put a scarf on. Like, yeah, let's drive, get out drive, there. Drive, drive to the gas station, somewhere different, somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Drive to the gas station, to the to the car park of the of the grocery store. You know, just right. somewhere different where you can sit down and really reflect. That's right. Because as I said, you're, you, you, it's difficult to find imagination in chaos. Right. There's, it's a rare person. And so this isn't your fault. It's a very rare person that can find great inspiration and great ideas in amongst a chaotic environment. Right. Most of us, me included, I require to exit from that chaos, okay. exit from all the information and find something more tranquil for myself. So that's if you're an employee and you've lost your job and you're looking for what's next, you know, you gotta you have to find some space to reflect on what you can do, how you can reapply it. And, and then be open to possibility. Be totally open to what could come in because you don't know, right? The universe will hand you an option, but you have to be open to it. True. So what about those who have lost loved ones? Oh, John, I, I mean, I don't profess to be a counselor or a therapist in any way, shape or form, but for those who have lost loved ones, I mean, loss is a, it's a very uh, acute part of life, right? And I think that I, for me personally, I'll, I'll, my answer for this will be brief. When I've lost loved ones in my life, it's given me some really profound insight right. into how to be present, to stop being frivolous with my attention. You know, I don't view time time for me is just like it's like, it's like a constant like the minutes are gonna go by like you and i are here talking we're gonna talk for our 35 minutes it's just gonna go right you can't manage your time okay and it's, it's gonna happen like time is gonna go there's nothing you can do about that what we can manage is our focus though right and what we're present in doing so it, and this became super prevalent for me once i had my first son my first child i should say 
So he'll be three in a couple of weeks. And, you know, it totally changed my life, but it also made me go, I, I don't want to waste time anymore. You know, if I'm here to do a task, let's go, let's do the task. There's way less frivolity in some of my, my daily routines and my daily things. And I don't mean that I don't have tons of fun. I've got lots of fun, but for me, I'm like, man, I want to get home and spend time with him. I want to be home with my wife. I want to hang out with, with these people that I care about in my life. So if I spend an extra 30 minutes wasting it every day at my store, or if I spend, you know, a frivolous time doing this or doing that or not being focused, what I'm actually saying is I'm giving my son and my wife less space in my life than they had before I was so frivolous. And when I lose people that I love in my life, it makes me go, hey, Michael, sharpen up. These people aren't around forever. They're not. So plug in, man. Be present. When you're hanging out with your mom, actually be hanging out with your mom. Get off the damn phone. Like, like be there. Yeah. You know, be what in what's going on. And people are they, they they, you know, we talk about this idea that time slows down in those amazing moments, right? You ever having those moments, John, where like everything seems to slow down for you? And it doesn't. Like clearly time doesn't slow. It's always the same. It is just what it is. Always the same. <laughs> yeah. But what happens is you get present. Right. Right? Like you're super do like the the when my son first arrived, I remembered those moments. Like he wasn't breathing right away. So they were smacking his feet, right? And everything else. And it was kind of a, a turbulent moment. And right. having a baby is never easy. Right? Like, no, it's, it's never. Easy. It's never. So, and this is our first, right? So we're like, what, what, what's going on? So of course, like there's all this, I will never forget. And that's that, that those few seconds seemed like five minutes to me, those 15 to 20 seconds where they were making sure that he was going to breathe, right? Okay. Slap his feet, right? Tickle his little body a little bit. Yeah. And then, ah, then he makes noise that 15, 15 seconds, maybe seemed to me like it took 10 minutes. Right, right, right. Because I was so present in the moment, yep. you know, and that's how you slow down time. That's how, that's what, when we lose loved ones, I mean, there is no rhyme or reason to the pandemic. Like there's no, there's no, oh, it's this or it's that. Like there's no reason to give meaning to it. What's in my, in my opinion, at least there's no reason to give meaning to it, but it is to, if you've lost somebody, I, I, my condolences to you and my heart reaches out to you. And, and please allow that loss, give that loss permission to make you far more present with the people that you love in your life right now. Right. Right. Thank you so much for that. That, that was, that was awesome. I love that. You know, thank you for that nugget. So Michael, uh, how can my audience, yeah. my viewers reach out to you? Do you have a particular niche, you know, clients, base that you work with or sure with. man like um so they can check they can check me out at michaelbridgman.ca so that's that's where all my speaker stuff is because you and i are both are both you know speakers and right. we're building our resumes in the professional speaking circuit so uh, if anyone wants to check that out if you think i'd be great for an event or anything like that to come on stage and speak for you you can reach out to me through michaelbridgman.ca uh that's and you can see my name here on the zoom <laughs> thing so it's bridgman without an e yep um, so that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. If you want to uh, check me out on social media, you can Michael Bridgman on Facebook, uh, Michael.time on Instagram, T-Y-M-E, which is the name of my company. Okay. Uh, and if you're a business owner and you need help with your marketing, 
<clears throat> just reach out to me through through uh, through Instagram. That's probably the easiest thing to do. Just direct message me through Instagram, michael.time, T-Y-M-E. And, uh, and we can connect. We have uh, all sorts of different things that we do. We'll be launching a new workshop, in fact, on how to build stories into your marketing. Okay. Right? So we call it story time, T-Y-M-E, story okay. time. Uh, so it's the story time workshop, and it's going to be – it runs for a couple of days, uh, once a month. And uh, you'll be able to check that out in January. And it's one of those things where if you can understand, my friends, on how to start incorporating better stories into your marketing, the impact is profound. People hate being told what to do and what to think. Do you like it, John? I don't like it. Do you like it? <laughs> I don't. No, right? People hate that. But what they do love is if you tell them a great story or you show them a great client journey and shift their perspective a little bit, they think differently on their own. Right. Right. But if, if, if you're selling, if your marketing is all about just telling people how cool you are and what you do and how you can help them and blah, 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 it's falling on deaf ears. You need to use narrative. You need to use story. And there's a really specific way to do that in marketing. And that's what we teach in the Storytime Workshop. Oh, okay. That's a great one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to everybody listening to the program right now, it's still Michael. And um, his name is currently being displayed on the screen. So you mm. can reach him on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, it's typically easier for people to go. Most people now are on those platforms. So yeah. you can also, yeah, you can also, you know, send him, you know, reach out to him on his website. And I want to also remind everybody watching this program to please remember to share this message because you might just be saving the life of that one person or that one business, you know, who has been waiting for so long to hear this message. Information is power. We rise by lifting others. And uh, until when we have another episode, I want you all to remember that today is the first day of the rest of your life. So, Michael, thank you once again for joining me on the program. And I hope when next I reach out to you, you will be willing to come over. Ah, anytime, my friend. Massive pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.